Live from the heart of Lincoln, America, welcome to Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Hello and welcome to the Daily Nebraskan Show. I am Ben Droz, one of the sports writers at the Daily Nebraskan, and I am joined here by Anthony Rubick, one of the assistant sports editors. Anthony, if you kind of want to introduce yourself. There's of the Daily Nebraskan, and um, I wasn't able to be on the episode last week, had some final presentations I had to take care of, but now that it's winter break, uh, I'm really excited to start contributing to the show, and I'm just really excited to be here. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, Anthony, can you kind of talk about how you joined the DN and um, kind of how it came to be for you getting hired here and what the experience has been like? Yeah, for sure. So growing up, I always kind of had this passion for sports writing. You know, um, in high school, I wrote for my school's magazine. I was the sports editor there. So going to Lincoln, going to Nebraska, I knew I was going to major in sports media and journalism, double major in that. Um, then first semester I've heard, I heard about the DN and I was just, I was hesitant to get a job like right going into high, going into college. I wanted to kind of focus on school, focus on grades. I really wish I did apply sooner. I wish I did do first semester, mm-hmm. but, um, the first day of second semester, I applied to the DN, got a job here. I got put on the baseball beat, never played baseball before in my life, but it was a very fun beat to be on. They didn't have the season that they were quite hoping for, but they did have two elite players in Max Anderson and Bryce Matthews. They would hit home runs back-to-back every day, every game. So it was very fun to watch that. Um, and yeah, and I got the job as one of the assistant sports editors alongside Marissa and Joseph being the senior sports editors. Mm-hmm. And this year I've got to be on the football beat, which again, did not have the season that they were hoping for, but still... Very fun. Got to go to Wisconsin for the game. Again, horrible outcome, but great experience. And now I'm on the men's basketball beat now, which we did. Ha- they did have that two-game skid, but now all hope is lost. There's still oh, some yeah. chance. There's big game tomorrow, obviously. Even bigger game going on tomorrow for Husker Athletics that we'll talk about shortly. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, it's just been a great experience so far and something that I just never would have expected to get. I, I mean, I'm a sophomore now. Yeah. I would not expect to, I did not expect to be in the press box in Memorial Stadium traveling on these trips. So just a really cool time. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the best thing about the DN is that it's kind of just like a do from day one kind of a thing where they just kind of throw you in there. They're probably not, they're like, they're not going to give you the football B right away, obviously, because yeah, if sure. you, I mean, if this is like the first job you've had and you've had no experience, they want you to be able to get experience on a different beat. But um, yeah, that's kind of the, been the best thing about the DN for me is just the fact that I just got thrown in. My first beat I did was soccer. I kind of, that was the first beat I did. And then I went into women's basketball. So it was really fun. Like I've never really followed those teams a whole lot before I came to the DN. So um, it was really cool to, uh, you know, kind of follow a team along that closely Um, besides, you know, like men's basketball and football. Those are kind of always the main two, but there's so many other good teams here at Nebraska that get just so overlooked. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm I don't think I'll be on the baseball beat beat again this season, but I'm super invested in the team. I'm mm-hmm. really excited to just go down to games and again, like 
growing up in Omaha, I would always go down to College World Series games, but I just didn't really care about baseball other than that. I'd watch the World Series and MLB, but not watching any regular season, not even the playoffs besides College World Series and World Series. So I'm very excited to get down to Haymarket and watch some games as a fan this coming season. Yeah, definitely. Baseball and, I mean, not only baseball, but softball oh, is going to yeah. be a lot of fun. Jordy Ball. Oh, yeah. That's Went to high been, school with her. Yeah. That's another. That that's for another show. <laughs> oh, yeah. We got enough to talk about today. Maybe when softball season gets close, we can maybe touch on that a lot, but that's really cool. So, um... We kind of wanted to start the show off talking about Thursday's volleyball game. You know, they played volleyball on Thursday. It was no big deal. Oh, yeah. I mean, just the final Light four. Work. Yeah. So we got, we're going to touch on that. And then in our, later in the show, we're going to have Marissa, one of the assistant sports editors who traveled down to Tampa to go to the final four game. And she's also staying down there for the, nat- for the championship game. She's going to call in and give her thoughts of what it's been like over there. So that's going to be a really cool second segment for the show. But First, let's kind of just touch on the Final Four game. Nebraska coming in was expected to win. They were they were not the underdog, but I don't think anyone expected to be that dominant and do a complete sweep of Pittsburgh. Yeah, going into the game, obviously against Arkansas in the Elite Eight, that game was a little too close to com- for comfort for a lot of for mm-hmm. them and a lot of the Husker fans. So going into this game facing off against the one seed in Pittsburgh, the number four ranked team in the country. It's just very high stakes, and it's been the story all year long. They don't have a senior on the team, the inexperience in this, whereas Pittsburgh's made it to the last three Final Fours going back to that matchup. So it was just an absolute dominant performance. It started out kind of a defensive battle. Both teams' defenses Mm -hmm. really came out great at the start, but Nebraska was able to overcome that. And really got better and better as each set went on, especially in that third set. Just complete domination. And yeah, it was just a very fun matchup to watch. Yeah, I mean, after the first, I mean, it was like Pittsburgh had, I'm forgetting what the specific numbers were, but they had like a eight to seven lead or something like that. That was the last in the first set. They had like an eight to seven lead. That was the la- only last and only lead they had the entire game. They ne- Pittsburgh never led in the second or third sets. It wow. was just like a complete domination from Nebraska and it's I mean seeing how they played this year it's not surprising but coming into the year if you would have told me that you know they would have just like only lost one set in the NCAA tournament heading into the national championship game I would have been like whoa <laughs> you know just oh, with yeah. all the freshmen on the team not having a single senior not that that mean that not that that doesn't mean that they don't have talent on the roster it just means they have a bunch of players that have never Ben never even played a single game in the NCAA tournament coming into this year. And now they're just like, they look like the most experienced team out there every game. Yeah. I mean, I saw the professional volleyball league. They had their draft this past week and I was like, where's all the Husker players, but there's no one eligible for that. Yeah, so yeah. it's just, it's been just a very fun season of watching. They have four freshmen really in their starting rotation mm-hmm. with Lenny Choboy and Ali Bainhorst coming in uh, in and off for that. But, um, yeah, they've just all done their part. They all did their job all season, and they all just showed out on Thursday. Obviously, Andy Jackson was huge at the net, getting blocks. Harper Murray was probably the player of the match for Nebraska, led the team in kills. Bergen Riley really does it all. She had 31 assists. The next player on Nebraska that had that many assists was Lexi Rodriguez with four. So mm-hmm. the whole offense really runs through Bergen Riley. And, of course, Laney Choboy, she just gives it her all every single play. 
You see her in the post-game interview. She's all iced up everywhere because she just lays her body on the line. Oh, yeah. It's They're just so fun to watch. And, I mean, obviously the biggest game is tomorrow. The national championship is tomorrow. But mm-hmm. just the next four years, next three years for the for those players, it's going to be really fun. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Bergen Riley has been, in my opinion, the most impressive out of all the freshmen. Yeah, Harper Murray's probably, like, the biggest name that everyone wants to talk about. But Bergen Riley, like, it is hard to be a setter in volleyball. Like, I don't think people understand not only to be a setter, but to have to get chemistry with all your teammates. She's doing, like, she was nominated as the best setter in college volleyball, and she's a freshman. Mm -hmm. Like, that just shows the crazy talent that Bergen Riley has. And she's been having to build chemistry with all the outside hitters who she's never played with before this season. I mean, it's honestly astonishing how quickly, I mean, like Nebraska at the beginning of the year, I mean, they, they, it's not like as the season went on, they just got way better. I mean, they have, but like from the very first game of the season, you could tell that Nebraska is going to be one of the best teams in the nation. Oh yeah. I mean, it's a, it's kind of a travesty that Bergen Riley isn't a first team All American. The yeah. a- AVCA had her on the second team. I, I'd like to see the other setters they had above her because she has just been absolutely phenomenal this year. And again, going into the year, yeah, Nebraska was expected to be good because you know it's Nebraska volleyball. They're, they'll always be a top ten team. They'll always be in the national title contention. But no one expected them to be this good. I mean, this, their start of the year. I forgot how many games they went, but. It was all the way until the Creighton game before they even lost a set. Yeah, which yeah. is just insane. And obviously, only losing one game on the re- entire season so far, they're just blown all expectations out of the water. And they're just, yeah, they're just a great team. They're playing their best volleyball at the best time. They're these last three games again. The Arkansas game was a little close, but against Georgia Tech, against Pittsburgh, these nationally ranked teams, they've really stepped it up and. They all need it for this matchup tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, I mean, speaking of Arkansas, they were kind of like the scrappiest team oh, that yeah. Nebraska's had to play with. Maybe not the most talented, but, I mean, they gave it their all, and they gave Nebraska a tough time. Even though they won it four sets, it very easily could have went to five sets in that game. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, that was definitely probably the closest game out of all of them. But, yeah, I agree. I mean, Nebraska just all throughout the year hasn't looked phased at all. When when they played Wisconsin for the first time this season, it was seen as the game of the century. They come in, win in, win in the fifth set. The second time they played Wisconsin, it was at Wisconsin. So that was, I mean, that was their only loss of the season when they got swept. So that was kind of a weird game, though, because it was kind of towards the end of the season. But, I mean, I still feel like this team is undefeated. Like, I honestly oh, yeah. don't even look at that game oh, yeah. as, I mean, it was like, what, the second or third to last game? I don't even remember. Yeah, I think second to last. I mean, it was one of the last games of the season, and I don't know. It was kind of like Nebraska already quinched the yeah. Big Ten title. I mean, it was kinda, it wasn't like they weren't trying, but it was like... Definitely felt like a fluke. With, yeah. I, I mean, mean, just getting swept, but... Yeah. yeah. I mean, speaking of that, so out of all the volleyball teams that I've ever watched, this is definitely the most exciting team to watch. And I honestly want to say that this is probably the most talented team that they've had in a really long time, maybe even ever. There's just something different about this team, and you can just see it when watching them. It's just so fun to watch. And it's awesome that this is the team that got to experience Volleyball Day in Nebraska Memorial Stadium. Like, like it was honestly destiny that it was this team because this is the team that deserved it the most out of, I mean, not that other teams didn't, but like there's just something special about this Nebraska team. 
Oh, yeah. This team is just hungry. I mean, again, it's just they've had every player on their team makes their own plays, makes has made plays throughout the year. They've got just these players like Becca Alec, like Laney Choboy, that they can put, bring the whole stadium, the whole Devaney Center to their feet with just one play, one block, one dig. And of course, there's Merritt Beeson. We haven't even mentioned her, I don't think, so far. But yeah. she's just been an outstanding pickup. Obviously, the transfer from Florida. She's had an outstanding season. First team All-American up there in the National Player of the Year race. Lexi Rodriguez, again, has just had a phenomenal career. Probably her best season yet for Nebraska, which is saying a lot. She's been All-American their past two years as well. It, they're just, there's so much talent on this team and they're just, everyone makes their own plays. Every Everyone has a chance to have fun, have some fun out there. And it, it's just produced some of the best volleyball I've ever watched. Yeah, I mean, I feel like this this has been probably the best year of just the sport of volleyball. Ever. Oh, yeah. Especially, I mean, Volleyball Day in and of itself just probably made the best year ever. But, I mean, there's just been so many good games mm-hmm. this year. Just every single, like, I just thought, I mean, growing up, I was not the biggest volleyball person. But ever since I've gotten to college and I've been watching this Husker team, I just don't see how you can't be. Like, you can't oh, be yeah. a fan of this team. They're just so fun to watch. Every play they give max effort. You have Laney Shoreboy and Lexi Rod, you guys just diving everywhere for balls. Just there is not a single weak spot on this team. It's like every single position on the court, like, is one of the best players in the nation. I mean, honestly, I mean, if you look up and down the roster, there's so many people that like aren't even starting on the team that would easily be starting on so many other teams. It's a deep team. They have a lot of top end talent. I mean, I honestly feel like this is the most talented team Nebraska volleyball's ever had. Yeah, I, I mean, another person I just want, want to give a shout out to is Allie Batenhorst. I mm-hmm. mean, she's had a tough, um, tough role to kind of fill in for Lindsay uh, Krause when she's been out with injuries this year. Obviously, she that's held her out for about the last month, and she's just done a great job. She's really, I think, she's really the X factor for this team. While there might not be, she might have some a few bad plays here and there, or like, mm-hmm. like again, it's Pittsburgh in the third set. She kind of whiffed on a, a kill attempt, didn't even make it past the net, but she responded with so many good plays, really sparking a run for Nebraska. Uh, she just, she's able to just go on these runs. She's a streaky player, but when she is hot, she is hot, and she's just really again the Lindsey Krause injury happened a couple times this year. Obviously, she's, that she's been held out that really could have kind of served as like a roadblock for Nebraska on their on their cha- chances for a national championship. But Bainhorse has really stepped into that role and just really helped the team out when they needed it most. Yeah, Krause was kind of a sneakily good player throughout the regular season. Like, she maybe wasn't the first option that Nebraska would always go, go to, but, I mean, she has a lot of talent. So they've definitely missed her, but Alan Bainhorse has definitely stepped into that role very nicely. I still feel like the X factor is and always will be on this team is Becca Alec. Mm. I just feel like when Becca Alec is out there, you can just tell that this team just has more energy. She just brings the energy. She's my favorite player on the team. She's maybe not the most talented player on this team, but I just love watching Becca Alec boy. She, her and her brother decided Uh both of them just bring the energy to both of these teams. I mean, I, I think Nebraska is lucky to have the Alec siblings on both teams. Speaking of the other Alec, I kind of want to touch on men's basketball just a little bit, just because they have a pretty big game coming up against Kansas State. Maybe not as big as the Michigan State game because going going one and one in Big Ten play instead of 0-2 was huge for this team. You know, 
I feel like if Nebraska would have lost against Michigan State, this team would have started spiraling like a lot. It would have like that would have been a very bad three game stretch, and then they would have been going against like, into Kansas State, which is a pretty good team. So I kind of want to get your thoughts on this. First of all, how big of a win do you think the Michigan State game was? And then what are kind of what are, what are you thinking is gonna what are kind of your expectations for the Kansas State game? Oh yeah, I mean the win against Michigan State got even bigger today with Michigan State dominating number six Baylor. 88 to 64. Wow. I mean, that that comes out of nowhere. I mean, the Big Ten as a whole is just, you can't really judge this year. They had Chicago State beat Northwestern. Northwestern beat number one Purdue. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. there's it's so wild. Obviously, Nebraska had a bad, bad stretch here, obviously, with the loss to Creighton and then the loss the to melt, Michigan. The meltdown the, against yeah, Minnesota. Yeah, meltdown against Minnesota was very, very unfortunate. That was a very winnable game. That I mean, they were up 15 at the half, but the win against Michigan State was a great bounce back, a t- win the team really needed to kind of just get them back on the right track. It's nice being at home. Obviously, tomorrow they're traveling to Kansas State, so it's a very, would be a very tough matchup. Obviously, Kansas State made a deep tournament run last year, uh, but I think if this team, they do rely kind of on the three-pointer, Obviously, against Creighton, it didn't really fall. Second half was just, against Minnesota, was just completely off by everyone. Mm-hmm. I think Jawan Gary and Jamarcus Lawrence were the only two Huskers that scored that half, which was just not yeah. a good sign. But um, again, great bounce back performance. Jawan Gary was inserted in the starting role with Alec being out. I don't know what Alec's availability is like for tomorrow, but I do think you should roll with Gary as the, as the starter. Put... Alec in as kind of that spark plug guy at the second unit because he does. He has the energy, just like his sister, to really mm-hmm. just ignite the team. So I I think it could be a good good game, big game that really would tell the tell us what we need to know about the Nebraska team going forward. If they're able to pull out a win here, we could maybe start saying, okay, this team has a chance to really compete in the Big Ten this year, really push for that tournament bid. If they lose, then not the end of the world by any means, still early in the season, but would just make these next games against teams like Ohio State, Maryland, just other Big Ten teams so much more important going down the stretch. Yeah, I mean, this Kansas State game isn't like do or die for me, like kind of like the the Michigan State game was. Not that like if they would have watched the Michigan State game, the season would have been over, but that was just such a critical win for me to get, mm-hmm. for the team to get, excuse me. But yeah, Kansas State, it's going to be tough going on the road is always tough, especially when it's a really good team against like Kansas State. I kind of want to get your opinion on this though. What loss do you feel like was worse? Do you think the Creighton worse was lost? What the Creighton loss was worse, or the Minnesota loss? For me, I feel like it's Minnesota by a mile, just because yeah. one, Minnesota is one of the worst teams, in my opinion, in the Big Ten. Second, Creighton, like despite us like beating them last year. This is one of the best teams in the nation. So, like, oh, yeah. I, I don't feel bad losing against Creighton, especially, I mean, yes, we got dominated through the game, but they were just so hot from the three-point line at the start of that game. It's just so hard to, I mean, they just got such a big lead in that first half. It's so hard to climb yourself out of that against a team like Creighton that just gets so hot. So, for me, it's the Minnesota game. That was just a complete meltdown. What game? What loss do you think was worse? Yeah, I think the Minnesota loss. Again, with Creighton, like, really... 
the reason Nebraska won that game last year was, yeah, they played excellent defense. They played, they played a great game, but Creighton just could not hit a shot from deep. They, yeah. they just were ice cold from beyond the arc. This game, they were not. They were opposite. They were just on fire. But, the yeah, the game, it hurt. The Huskers, it hurt, obviously, but... They're not gonna. There's no Big Ten team that's really like Creighton in that way. Well, Creighton's one of the top shooting teams in the nation. There's not really any big teams, Big Ten teams like that. Minnesota, however, again, they're just one of the bottom teams in the Big Ten. You have the 15 point lead at the half. Everything is going your way. Minnesota is without their leading scorer. Yeah, Dawson Garcia. He gets injured the first two minutes of the game. Comes out back in the late first half. Kind of starting the second half, but. Just clearly not, not um, performing well, not being able to really work on his leg. So they take him out, and they just fall apart. I mean, oh yeah, it was brutal to watch. Bryce Williams had 17 points in the first half. He hit a free throw in the second half, and that was it. He fouls out. Obviously, it was a very, very intense game too. Minnesota was definitely, definitely getting into Nebraska's head, which showed a lot. Demarcus Lawrence. Had his share of turnovers. He had seven on the night, which he was doing usually quite well as the primary ball handler this mm-hmm. year. He had a little streak of not having a turnover in any games. But yeah, the, this game, like, come March, if if Nebraska were to be making this push as a bubble team for the NCAA tournament, they're gonna be they're gonna look at both of these losses and be like, well, Creighton, they're gonna be probably a top three seed in the tournament. Mm-hmm. You know that that's not that bad of a loss. Minnesota, on the other hand, that is a loss that could maybe stay. even, yeah, maybe take Nebraska out of a tournament chance. I mean, yeah, I mean, one game doesn't ever define a season, especially in the regular season. But I mean, that Minnesota game was definitely tough pill to swallow. But I really like your point about Creighton being not like any team in the Big Ten. And that's why Rank Moss has been my X factor this season and my favorite player to watch on this team, just because they're going to need him at his best if they're going to be able to compete in the Big Ten, just because the Big Ten is, and always has been in the past, just a lot of post-action. So the way, so how Most defends, and I mean, if Nebraska Nebraska needing to run their offense through him, it's going to be really huge for him to have a really good year this year. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, he's showed flashes so far, especially against the non-conference opponents. He had a few double-doubles. He's really made his mark early and well, yeah, yeah, exactly what you said. You're going to be going up against the likes of Zach Eady, against just these Big Ten bigs. You know, it's it's kind of similar to football here. It's just yeah. tough battles. You know, it's not going to be the highest score in games. It's going to be like some 68 to 59 wins, games like that. So he's definitely going to be a huge factor going forward, especially looking at Derek Walker last year. Oh, he yeah. was a huge help for Nebraska. It was really really kept them in the games. While there was guys like Casey Tominagas, Sam Griesel making plays, um, Derek Walker was kind of that rock. He will he will oh, yeah. have a solid game no matter what and will really just keep them in the game offensively and defensively. So, yeah, that's why I think the guy rank mass has to be going forward. Definitely, definitely. Well, with that, we're going to throw it to break. When we come back, we're going to have Marissa, one of our assistant sports editors, call in from Tampa and she was at the game on Thursday. She's going to be at the game on Sunday, the national championship game. So don't get it, go anywhere. We have a lot more coming up here on the Daily Nebraskan Show on 93.7 The Ticket. 
Back to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Hello and welcome back to the Daily Nebraskan Show. Again, I'm Ben Droz, one of the sports writers here at the Daily Nebraskan, and I'm joined here by Anthony Rubick, one of the assistant sports editors. And now we have Marissa Cross, one of the other assistant sports editor, on the phone from Tampa. Marissa, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, thanks. How are you doing? Oh, we're doing just dandy here in kind of the cold weather in Lincoln. Yeah. Is the weather a little bit better over there in Florida? Um, Maybe a little bit better, but honestly not much. It's been pretty rainy all day. Oh, really? Um, a little, oh. Bit, little bit cloudy, uh, but probably a little bit warmer. It's been like 60s. Yeah, so. well, that's maybe a little bit better than what we could say here. It's not too bad over here in Nebraska, but it's definitely probably not Florida weather. All right, so Marissa, I just kind of want to go right into it. What? So you were at the game on Thursday when Nebraska swept Pittsburgh. What were kind of your biggest takeaways from the game, and what has it been like just being able to go to Tampa to watch the game? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I think just first and foremost, Nebraska is on fire uh, right now, or at least on Thursday they were. I would say that they played some of their best volleyball. Um, Obviously, the freshmen and younger players stepped up quite a bit. Uh, Harper Murray had a great day, double digits and kills. And Merritt Beeson did well, and Ali Batenhorst, and pretty well everyone uh, did their part and just played incredible. And you could tell that they were having a lot of fun. There was a lot of energy. Um, Lane Choboy and Becca Alec obviously had their signature energy and competitive attitude. So that was really fun to watch. Um, and just like the overall experience was really cool, just walking into the arena for the first time and seeing all the Husker Red. It, I would say it was basically full of Husker Red, and it just seemed like a whole match at the Devaney Center. And the energy was just incredible from the crowd as well. Uh, they were just loud the whole time, even you know, even when we were back a little bit, or if we had if they had tied it back up, they just kept cheering, and it was just loud the whole time and a super cool environment. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The fans always travel good at Nebraska. Uh, yeah, hi, Marissa. It's Anthony. Uh, I just wanted to kind of talk about your uh, piece you wrote on the Husker fans in Tampa. Obviously, you mentioned it um, just a couple seconds ago, how it's really just been a sea of red down there. Like I would see videos on Twitter of team buses hanging out, and it's just all Nebraska fans. It's really cool, and I really like the story you put out, just interviewing fans there, seeing some of them were former players. Some of them were, you know, from all over the country that have never got the chance to travel to Lincoln to see the Huskers play. I just kind of want to know, like, what, what came into making that story? Was that something that you had planned on doing ahead of going to Tampa? Or did you, like, kind of come up with this idea on the fly? Yeah, that's a really good question. So I kind of thought about it, um, doing something similar to it ahead of time. When I was in Denver a couple summers ago, I went to the Broncos training camp and Uh, My assignment was to go find fans and ask about their thoughts on the season and how, you know, it felt to watch the Broncos be in action and stuff. And I really enjoyed doing that uh, story and finding real people with real stories. And so I thought that this would be a cool opportunity to do something similar. And so that was kind of my mission uh, going into the uh, fan fan zone, a fan experience is what they call it, which was the 
pre-match uh, hangout spot outside the arena where fans could gather and do different activities. And uh, so I just started going up to people that were wearing Husker Red and asking, you know, where they're from, what brought them down here. And I just got really lucky with some of the stories that I found, like the daughter of the former Nebraska football player. And um, I found the aunts of Maggie uh, Mendelson, who came down to watch her and uh, some of the other people that I featured in the story, I just got really lucky. And they were all obviously just super open to talk about their passion for uh, Hus- for the Husker uh, team. And there's also a lot of Florida people that were extremely happy to be able to watch them in their home state. And, yeah, it was just super fun. I, think, I would say that that was probably one of my favorite parts of yesterday, was just talking to Husker fans and yeah, like you said, that they really showed out. Uh, it was it was pretty well all read, and I was expecting that, but it was just really cool to see in person. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Just a really, really cool story. Again, like we sent you down here to kind of focus on the Husker volleyball team, the actual games itself. You know, go to the press conferences, but I was it was really uh, it was really nice surprise seeing you kind of go that this extra mile. And, really like talking about something that this is a story of itself, like just the fans and them traveling down just to support Husker volleyball. It was just really cool. And I think you did a really great job on it. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. I definitely want to kind of go above and beyond besides the typical gamer or uh, what people said at press conference and, and find those human stories, which is something I've always enjoyed with journalism. So yeah, I appreciate it. Again, Marissa Cross, one of the assistant sports editors at the Daily Nebraska, and is joining us on the Owl VIP line brought to you by Owl Fiber, where they understand the importance of exceptional service with a local heart. Marissa, so when you were talking to all these fans, what was kind of just the overall mood of them? Obviously, they were excited to be able to go to Tampa and travel down there. But um, did you talk to fans like after the game with how excited they were when they got the sweep? Or was it mostly, you know, before the game? You can kind of just talk about the overall mood of all the fans. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, so I just talked to fans uh, before the match. I didn't really mm-hmm. have time to do it after, unfortunately. But we just spent a good hour out there talking to fans. And besides the um, excitement of the fans, I think they, I don't know how to describe it. There's, I, I, mean, I would say there's definitely an expectation that they were going to win. They didn't want to jinx it, but a lot of them were saying how they were just excited to see the Huskers win and hopefully dominate. And I would kind of ask if they were nervous. And they, most of the people say no, that they were not nervous. They were just excited to be there and excited to watch them in person. And um, so I think that was kind of the overall sentiment. Tomorrow, um, you know, if they win, I think that would definitely be a good idea to talk to fans afterwards too, and um, we know that they'll be sticking around for a while for the celebration. So, um, yeah, that's what I would say as far as that. So, talking about the game on Thursday, what was kind of the most surprising thing you saw? That What was kind of the most surprising thing from the game? I mean, obviously, a lot of fans and Husker fans were expecting to win that game, but I don't think many expected just the complete domination of Pittsburgh and sweeping them. What was kind of your biggest surprise or takeaway from the game? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't think many people expected them to sweep them. I certainly didn't. Uh, Pitt fought hard and definitely got close there, especially in the second set. Um, 
But yeah, I don't think many people expected there to be a sweep. So I, that was definitely a surprise. Uh, but besides that, I feel like that they play pretty consistent with what, or I guess how they've been playing most of the season. Uh, there wasn't many, too, too, too many big surprises. Uh, I was kind of going into the game. I was curious to see how like the younger players would feel stepping up to that big of a stage and, and if their play would maybe be a little bit off due to nerves and that kind of thing. But I never really saw that. Uh, Bergen Riley talked about in her press conference yesterday how she wasn't really nervous at all, even though it was her first Final Four as a freshman. She just said that she like trusted her teammates and um, she was going to give her her all and she knew her teammates were going to give her her all and that kind of helped calm her nerves. And so she didn't really feel any extra pressure and I think the other freshmen kind of felt the same way. So I'm curious to see what, if that's going to continue going into the national championship match to see if they're able to shake off those nerves and uh, pressure that they're definitely going to be feeling on Sunday. Uh, but besides that, yeah, I don't, there wasn't anything too big. I think they all kind of played how they usually do. Um, we didn't see much of Lindsey Crowsey, but I think I could maybe see her going in on Sunday's match. She was warming up and going out and doing the jogs during timeouts and stuff like that. And so I would be curious to see if she goes out and plays for a little bit on Sunday, which would be, I think, really cool to see. Yeah, Nebraska's definitely missed Krause a lot for the past month. Um, I kind of really liked one of your points you touched on, saying Nebraska kind of having to calm the nerves a little bit. But something John Cook said on one of the post-game press conferences during the tournament is that, Nebraska plays better in the big moments than, you know, just like a regular season match against a non-conference opponent. Like they say, he said that they play better when the lights are shining the most. Did you see that come out for the team on Thursday? Yeah, I definitely did. That's a a really good point. And uh, I think he maybe like brought that up at some point yesterday too. And how they do kind of really step up like when it gets bigger, when there's more pressure and expectations and all of that and I think I did see a little bit um, extra of that as we've seen all season they always have that high energy and, and hypeness but I think I think I did feel a little bit something different uh, with the team on Thursday I think they just had like a little bit of extra edge and just a little bit uh, I think they definitely fed off of like the energy from the crowd too and uh, I think I don't know if it was yesterday or another press conference, but Lexi said something about how um, their mindset is definitely different going into the into like the regional finals and then the um, the final four against Pitt and then Sunday. How you know it's just surviving and advancing, and especially on Sunday when it's literally the last competition of the season and everything is on the line I think they just have a different mentality and just have a little bit more fire under them especially with Texas too there's a there's a huge rivalry there and I think that's just kind of an extra motivator that's driving them um they talked a lot about that yesterday I know Becca Alec brought it up and Ali Batenhorst talked a little bit about it especially being from Texas and just the, the the Texas and Nebraska rivalry that's always kind of been there um I think that just gives them a little bit of extra motivation to to win um, their their time against Texas in the national championship. Yeah, definitely. I mean, whether it was Texas or Wisconsin that won, we kind of knew it was going to be a great matchup regardless. Before we let you go, I want to ask you one last question. Nebraska, 
like you said, facing Texas in the national championship. They kind of ran through Wisconsin in the final four. What are your expectations or what, who do you think is going to win on Sunday? Yeah, that's a really good question. It was really interesting to watch that Wisconsin-Texas-Nebraska match. I mean, I was kind of working on other stuff while watching it, and all of a sudden I looked up and Texas was 10 points ahead, and I never would have expected that. I knew it was going to be competitive, but I, but I was really surprised to see Texas just take away the match like that. Uh, so I do know that they have like a kind of an underdog mentality going into this. They did with they did with Wisconsin, and I know they will again with Nebraska. So they're definitely going to be going out there to win. Um, I mean, as any team would, but especially against Nebraska. But as far as who's going to win on Sunday, um, I would I think Nebraska is going to do it. They've shown many times this season that even when they're down, even when the match is close, that they can just pull it out in the end. And, um, yeah, I, I think that Nebraska is just going to have the extra edge. But Texas will definitely give them a run for it. I don't think it's going to be a sweep like it was on Thursday. I could see it going to four, maybe even five sets. Uh, it's going to be competitive, but I have I think that Nebraska can pull it out. All right. You heard it here. National championship coming to Nebraska. <laughs> Marissa, thank you so much for calling into the show. Really appreciate it. Hope you enjoy your time down in Tampa, and good luck at the game on Sunday. Thank you, Marissa. Keep up the great work. Yes. Yeah, thank you all. All right, that was Marissa on the Arrow VIP line, again, presented by Arrow Fiber, where they understand the importance of exceptional service with a local heart. So with that, we're going to throw it to break, and when we come back, we're going to kind of preview the game on Sunday and kind of give our predictions for the game on Sunday. But with that, you are listening to the Damon Nebraskan Show on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Back to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Hello and welcome back to the Daily Nebraskan Show on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Again, we only have one more segment left, but if you want to text into the show, you can do that at the phone number 402-464-5685. So with that, we're going to do a little preview of Sunday's game against Texas. Anthony, I kind of want to get your thoughts first. What did you see in the Texas-Wisconsin game that kind of stood out to you? And what do you, what are your expectations for Sunday game? Oh, yeah. I mean, the Texas-Wisconsin game, it did not go the way I expected it to go, obviously. I mean, I, I could have saw Texas winning this game, but not in as dominant fashion as they did. They really... Wisconsin did not look like the Wisconsin team we've seen all year in the third and fourth sets. And Madison Skinner for Texas just had a phenomenal performance, 18 kills and six service aces, just really, especially in those third and fourth sets, really brought it up, took her game up a notch and really just helped cement Texas spot in this game. And yeah, I mean, the whole storyline this year for Nebraska has been their inexperience there. No seniors, all the freshmen. Texas is like the opposite of that. They've been to three out of the last four Final Fours. They won the national championship in Omaha last year. So they've really, despite being a number two seed, they're ranked five in the country. So they were were the first number two seed. But they've really used that kind of underdog mentality. And that's helped them the last back-to-back games. They've beat number one seeds. They beat Stanford in four sets in the Elite Eight. 
and now Wisconsin in four in the Final Four. So they're doing these wins really convincingly as well, which is big, going to be a big uh, biggest test for Nebraska that they've faced all season. It's going to be it's going to be a tough matchup. They're going to have to be ready for Skinner, for Asia O'Neill, just all these players for Texas. Yeah, I mean, I I don't want to say Nebraska lucked out, but I think Nebraska got the easiest matchup out of the three teams against Pittsburgh. Not that Pittsburgh isn't a good team by any stretch, but Wisconsin is Wisconsin. I mean, that's the only team that beat Nebraska all year. And Texas has just been so good in this tournament. They're honestly scary good. And, I mean, going into the game, I was kind of rooting for Texas because I felt like Wisconsin was going to be the toughest matchup. But after seeing Texas play in that game, I'm kind of backtracking on that a little bit. They kind of, I mean, they kind of remind me of Arkansas with the scrappiness they bring, but I just think they have a little bit more talent on the team. And that is what's been putting them over the edge every single game. But with that, predictions for Sunday's game. I'm definitely expecting this to be the first game for Nebraska in this tournament to go five sets. I think it's going to go five sets. I think Nebraska barely squeaks it out in the fifth set. Texas is going to give Nebraska a run for for its money. The first set is going to be so crucial in this game because I feel like all tournament long, Nebraska's always dominated. I mean, besides the Arkansas game, they have been dominating, you know, the first and second set. It's always kind of been that third set that's been a little wonky for them. I mean, they that was honestly their best set in this last game against Pittsburgh. But I mean, kind of all season, Nebraska's always struggled to kind of pull to pull out games. You know, they've always done it. I mean, they only lost one game, but I definitely feel like getting that first set's gonna be so crucial for the team because if they go down one set to a really good Texas team on offense, I think it's gonna be tough for them to kind of catch back and catch back up in the game. What do you what are you expecting? Oh yeah, I'm expecting the same thing. I think while it'd be nice to say a sweep or a four set win for Nebraska, I just don't see it. This the way Texas is playing right now, I just don't think that they're going to be able to finish the game off that that quickly that soon. I can see it going to five, and like you said, the first set is going to make or break it. I think because again, Nebraska does. Pittsburgh was different, but they have had their third set struggles, and they need to get that lead early to avoid not falling back against Texas. It's going to be a massive matchup. Nebraska's block has been playing their best volleyball all year these last three games in the tournament. They're going to need another another game like that. They're going to need Becca Alec to get double-digit blocks again and Andy Jackson to potentially get double-digit blocks as well because, again, Madison Skinner, Asia O'Neal, just all of Texas attackers, they're scary. (laughs) They they will put up a fight. They've shown it in the past couple weeks, past couple games. It's going to be the biggest challenge for Nebraska and them to really cement themselves as one of these all-time great volleyball teams. It all comes down to this game. Yeah, and I honestly feel like Nebraska coaches agree with us saying how how important the first set was. I mean, John Cook used two challenges in the first set. (laughs) I mean, he lost the first one. And then, I mean, if he wouldn't have gotten the second one, he would have had no challenges the rest of the game. I mean, they, they were able to get that challenge, went their way. But still, you could just tell how important that first set was for Cook and, and the company at Nebraska. They knew that first set was vital to get. And once they got that first set, they just kind of cruised their way through the second two sets against Pittsburgh. So previewing the Texas game, my X factor for the game, like you said, I mean, I always feel like Becca Alec is one of the most important players on the court 
all at all times, but Nebraska is going to need big time showings from Harper Murray and Merritt Beeson because Texas, their outside hitters definitely match up with Nebraska's. I mean, Nebraska has kind of just physically dominated all the teams in the tournament so far. I don't feel like they're going to be able to do that against Texas. They're going to need the outside hitters to put on a show. They had a really good game against Pittsburgh. Harper Murray had, I'm forgetting, 13 kills. And then Merritt Beeson just had like a great all-around game. She had like four digs, five blocks, and added in like eight kills. But with that, I think Merritt Beeson and Harper Murray, the outside hitters are going to be my X factor for the game. What what what's your what are your thoughts? Oh yeah, I think it's going to be again. It's it's going to be a team effort. Everyone needs to be on their A game for mm-hmm. this matchup. To go a little bit differently, I'm going to put my X factor on Lexi Rodriguez. I think again, she's was really a game breaker in that third set um, against Pitt. The their coach Dan Fisher said post game, we were serving the ball to Lexi Rodriguez too much. That's what's really caused them to get back because she would. She will never let the ball hit the ground. Oh, yeah. And again, I've said her name a lot, Madison Skinner. With She just brings certain power on these kills, on these attacks that they're going to need to be... Lexi Rodriguez is going to have to get down to get them. She's going to have to dive. Also, of course, bring in Lenny Choboy, Kennedy Orr, Harper Murray, Merritt Beeson. They all kind of do the same thing. Bergen Riley. So it's going to be a really intense matchup. They're going to have to make sure they keep the ball off the floor, obviously. And it's going to be a Lexi Rodriguez is going to be in for a big night. Also, one cool thing about this is it's a battle of freshman setters, Bergen Riley and then Ella Swindle for mm-hmm. um, for Texas. There hasn't been a freshman setter to win a national championship for their team since I think Stanford in 2017. I think so. It's that's just going to be a cool thing. Obviously, two. There's some stories on them today. They've known each other. They've been in all-American camps in high school and stuff like that. It's a cool thing to look out for. See if any of them kind of struggle in the big lights, maybe. Obviously, Bergen Riley really has not been the case for her at all this year. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll see. She'll need to be on her A game to set up Murray, set up Beeson for those attacks. It's just going to be a great game to watch. Yeah, Bergen Riley just every time, she just looks so calm and collected at all times. Like you just never, she never seems phased by the moment. And that's honestly been one of the most impressive things to me as she's a freshman setter on one of the best teams in the nation. Speaking of Harper, Harper Murray and Merritt Beeson, their chemistry that they've gotten with Bergen Riley has been really impressive this season. It's kind of like when I watch this team, they go, I feel like Beeson gets more involved. I kind of at the beginning of sets, But this team, and the announcers made sure to talk about it, at the end of sets, this team goes to Harper Murray time after time after time. If you look at, like, the final stats in the play-by-play, I swear, Harper Murray gets, like, all the final kills in games. She's their X factor and to end the game. So I I expect Harper Murray to have just as good of a game as she did on Thursday on Sunday. Maybe even a better game because they're really going to go to her. When when this game goes four, five sets, they're going to be looking to her to close out these sets. Oh yeah, for sure. It's just it's going to be a great game. And one really cool thing is the fact that it's being broadcasted on a major network. Mm-hmm. It's going to be broadcast on ABC for the first time ever. That's just that's huge obviously for women's sports. This has been a huge year for volleyball. Again, volleyball day in Nebraska. Just kind of start things off and you know, Nebraska versus Wisconsin I think had the highest viewership of all time. The attendance for these final four games yeah. was the highest of all time. Bet that record's going to be broken tomorrow. And 
while on network, it is going to be competing with the NFL Sunday football. There will be people watching this game. Mm-hmm. I know my Packers are playing at 12, but sorry, Green Bay. Sorry, Jordan Love. I'm switching over to volleyball once it hits 2 o'clock here. So it's going to be it's going to be a fun game. Yeah, all of Nebraska is going to have their eyes on Sunday's game. But with that, we're going to wrap this show up. Thank you for listening to the Dayway Nebraskan show on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Until next time, we will see you later.